The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey guys, Scott here. Just a little housekeeping item. A number of podcasts here, this one included, was caught on the road in Guanajuato, Mexico. And the audio quality is not as good as it would usually be. Sorry for that. The guys in engineering have done their best. And so we do want you to make the most of this content and would think it'll be a blessing to you. So do enjoy it. Do rate us. Let someone know and be inspired and take action. That's our hope here at FX Mission. So thanks for joining us. And sorry again about the audio challenges that were created by recording on the road. Thanks a lot. Hi guys, Scott McClelland here with your FX Missions. Leadership moment on location. Yes, we are in the state of Guanajuato, Mexico, and we've been having a big time down here. Uh, sorry for the noise, the background noise. Um, in this edition of Leadership Moment, we're driving to the airport. So, you know, take a moment, close your eyes, and come into the car with us. Strain to hear the wisdom that we provide. No, we're pretty excited today. Uh, Darren Creel, who has also been with us recently on our From the Forefront podcast, has agreed to join us on the Leadership Moment as well. Darren and I have known each other for a few years. He's a, he's a businessman, a strong believer in ministry and missions for some years. And uh, we've been having a great time getting to know he and his wife here in, in Guanajuato, Mexico. Uh, Darren is a business owner, and, and he's also been in the military. He uh, has been in church uh, ministry and leadership and also in missions, so got a really broad perspective when it comes to leadership. And Darren, thanks for thanks for joining us in the midst of all of this road noise. Yes, we were on a smooth road just a minute ago. I don't know what happened, it but uh, it changed. Yeah, it's not too bad, but it is loud. Uh, ooh, that's a little better. Oh, it's back. All right. So, Darren, thanks for again for joining us, and 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 thank you for. Also being with us on this trip, it's been a great time, uh, and thanks for taking this minute to uh, to go through uh, some of the experiences and and the uh, you know the pain and the learning that you've uh, brought on board over the years. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from and a little bit about your background. Okay, well I'm. Uh I currently live in uh, Beaumont, Texas, and uh, I attend a, a church around 500 people or so. Yeah. And uh, I've been in a leadership position in our church uh, 
as like a minister, a small group, and uh-huh. uh, for 20 years. Also led uh, water well trips for 12 years. Okay. So I would take teams from our church or I would meet teams from other churches at the airport, not knowing any of them. And they're like, hey, I'm Darren at the airport, you know. Oh, wow. And take them down and train them and lead them on a water well trip and drill successful wells. And uh, Wow. So I've had a lot of experience. Um, I'm a very good listener. So um, in our church, we all have to take a, a course uh, before you can be in a position of leadership. And uh, one of the the big points that I took away from our leadership training was um, as a, a leader, you must be a follower. So if you follow Christ's example, he called the disciples and they followed him. So, right. Yes. Um, a lot of people want to just do it their own way. And whenever they don't quite agree with their leadership, they try to try to undermine them or do it their own way, even though the leaders asked them to do it their way. Right. Yeah. And so, like, when I was in the military, you know, the person that got promoted was not the one that wanted to do it his own way. You know, right. Sergeant won't promote us someone to squad leader that he says, I need y'all to go pick up that trash. And they say, well... I think we'll go play basketball. (laughs) Yes. So that's one of the the key points is is that in order to lead, you must follow. Yes. Uh, Yes. I've been on a mission trip where we had, you know, four pastors and three associate pastors, and (laughs) we're building a church, and all of them understood that you needed to follow and nobody wanted to take charge <laughs> you know really? wow. so so it was like hey we need to do this and just whoever felt the most confident at that task at the time but because there was no no challenging well i have to be the leader it worked really well for us wow i was i was imagining a train wreck when you started describing that because you're talking about people who are usually in charge right but all of these pastors had been trained and been under our pastor. Yeah, yeah. At one point or another in yeah. the past. Yeah. And that's part of the training is, is, you know, you don't you don't have to be the leader, which comes into you know you have positional leadership. Right. So someone says this person's in charge, and then you have actual leadership. Right. So. Um, a good example is if you have a board of deacons on a church or something. Uh-huh. And so you might have a new pastor comes in, and he's in charge positionally. Right, yes. But the first time he tries to change something or he asks a question that's a little unsure, uh-huh. if you're sitting at the board table and you ask the question, who does everybody look at? <laughs> That's the actual leader. Wow. So as a, a coming into a group, like when I had a water well team come down, the pastor or one of the staff members may be there from the church, but there may be an actual leader that's not in that position. Right. So every time you would ask or direct them to do something, 
they would look at the other team member to see if that's what they wanted them to do. Uh So it's very important to recognize anytime you're dealing with a group, you know, is the positional leader the actual leader? Wow. And sometimes they are. Yeah. And sometimes they're not. That's a great test. I really like that. Uh, I mean, if you're new in a context and you're trying to get your bearings, that's a really good tool to use. And if you're the positional leader, you need to win over the actual leader or you'll never actually be the actual leader. Your influence will always be constricted if you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're only... Our abilities are limited by our influence, you know. So as leaders, we have to influence people. Yes, yes. You know, by gaining their respect and by, you know, like you um, spoke on leadership, you know, uh, your production and developing people. Right, yes, 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 absolutely. I I thought that was a really great lesson. Wow, thank you. Thank you for saying so. Um, One of the things in the, the leadership course we talked about is um, you have a David, he was anointed to be king whenever he was very young but Saul was also anointed to be king yes so Saul was in a position of leadership and God put him there yes but David was anointed to take Saul's place that, that sets up a little bit of tension there yeah Think about it. I mean, I've never thought about it the way you're saying it because Saul was the anointed king. Yes. I mean, Samuel did the whole thing, right? I mean, he was right. he was king, the whole process of him getting there. And then while he was still king, sitting, you know, in his office of uh, kinghood, right. whatever, you know, then, then David gets anointed king, you know, at the same time. I never thought about it like that. So keep going. So uh, David would play the harp for Saul because he was tormented, right? Because he wasn't following God the way right. he was supposed to. Yeah. And it says that uh, Saul would throw spears oh. at David. <laughs> now, David was anointed to be king. He could have picked up a spear, okay. thrown it back, and yeah. Yeah. become king. Got this uh, sorted out sooner. <laughs> so. The moral of the story is is that even though we have the right, we don't throw spears at God's anointed. Ah. So when you you see a, a leader and you don't are say the good example is a televangelist. Ah. Okay. Yes. You may not be believe in their doctrine mm-hmm. or their method. Right. But. What gives you the right to throw spears at what might be God's anointing? Right, right. You know, did God put them in that position? Yeah. And what authority do you have to try to tear them down or to talk bad about them or to speak against God's anointing? For sure, for sure. And then that goes back to the, you know, just biblical principles of love. And, you know, we shouldn't be talking against somebody yeah you know like your mama said if you don't have anything good to say don't Uh say anything at all keep your mouth shut boy i think that's what mine said right yeah i think we're we're, we need to be careful as you're saying not to speak evil of things that we don't understand you know there's a scripture that says 
they were not afraid to speak evil of things they don't didn't understand, and that was an indictment against the the, the people in reference there. In terms of it was unrighteous to behave that way, yeah. and we see this a lot in like church splits. So someone grows up in leadership underneath a pastor, and they get to a point where they get prideful and they think that they can do it better than the pastor. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe the pastor makes a mistake, you know? Yeah. You know, we're all yeah. sinners. <laughs> you know, you know us all. if your pastor is yes. perfect, you don't know him that well. <laughs> that is the quote of the podcast so far. You know? Yes. Everybody makes mistakes. We all have emotions. You know, we, just where no one's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a pastor makes a mistake, and then someone will use that as a a point to go, "Oh, this is a good time for a church split." <laughs> so the leader starts talking bad and throwing spears. Yes, yes. At his leader. Yeah. And divides the church. Lord. And then takes half or more of the congregation and goes yeah. and starts his own church. Yes. yes. And the the thing is is. It's, it's out of pride that we do that. Yeah. And the way we've always addressed it in our church is if you want to leave our church, you go quietly. Uh-huh. If you think that you can be a better pastor, then why do you need to take half the church with you? Right. Couldn't you just go start your own church? Right. Yeah. If you're that, if you're the quality of leader that you believe yourself to be, yeah. you can start from zero and do it all better. Exactly, and do it the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But in cases like that, if you find yourself disagreeing and unhappy, the best way to handle it is to speak to your pastor and say, "Look, I'm I'm going to go do my own thing." Yeah. And get the pastor to send you out. Right. You know. Yeah. And maybe a few people with go with you, yeah. but you don't try to steal the congregation because that's hurtful right to to, to the body of Christ to the entire process yes yeah. yes and it hurt it hurts people so bad yeah you know it hurts the pastor you know you have family that has to decide yeah. which church they're going to go to now yeah and they divide and it yeah or torn know, apart torn yeah. apart yeah yeah wow so that's true and, uh, then uh my final thing is uh, we have to duplicate ourselves. So as a leader in a church, as soon as you get established in your position, your job is to duplicate yourself, to find someone else to mentor and to disciple, to take your place. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid that they're going to take their place. <laughs> But, yes. but for the kingdom expansion, you know, if you're a youth pastor, you need to raise up a youth pastor under you. Yes. And, you know, maybe that person does take your place sometime in the future. You know, yeah. maybe you're promoted to associate pastor or maybe um, God moves you to a different church. Right. But if you don't raise up someone, if you leave, that can take your place or if you decide to go on vacation. You know, somebody's yeah. got to do it. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. But you need to raise up and disciple people under you so that they can go to other churches and right. other churches can be be created. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Real real leadership reproduces itself. And that's what you're saying. I heard a, I heard a statement one time that said success without a succession plan is failure. And I think that's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Wow. Success without succession plan is failure. And I, I think as we're insecure in our leadership, we, we, we're going to have a hard time uh, thinking about that because we, you know, insecurity, we all have them, okay? We're born with them. Yeah. And the process of maturity in Christ is removing insecurities in our life and heart. And so I think especially as we're growing in our leadership, if we're not careful to confront our own insecurities, it will badly mar our outcomes, you know, and and uh, and I think that's what you're what you're saying there. Yeah, for sure, that makes sense, and I appreciate you emphasizing that. Yeah, it's um, it's not like in the business world, you know, a lot of people won't train someone right to do their job because they'll get they let get go because they work yeah. for less. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's uh. That's some great stuff you share with us, Darren. Thank you for being on Leadership Moment. Um, if somebody wanted to double back with you or, or get more information about you or your or the ministry you're a part of or, or any of that kind of stuff, do you want to give any contact information or, or point people in any direction on that front? Well, um, I'm involved with AguaResources.com, okay. which is the water well ministry, and uh, ChurchOnTheRock.com. Uh, it's... C-O-T-R, Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. Is the church that I attend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah. And past great pastor there, been there a long, long time. Pastor Ron Hammond's been there over 25 years. Uh, He's a man's man of pastors. Awesome. Something tells me he was instrumental in our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I stole all of that from him. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say that, but I know he had. He he was uh, some of those quotable quotes that yeah. he has are are, are that that uh, if your pastor's perfect, you don't know him very well uh, well, or well I, enough. Right. I I feel like um, you know, and our pastor says this. You know, if you sit in our church for five to six years, you probably know more than most of the pastors out there because he's a very uh, teacher. Yeah, he's a deliberate teacher. And everything yeah. he does, he does so that he can duplicate it and give it to another church. Right. So that right. they they don't have to recreate the will. Awesome. Well, it's an it's an honor. I, I know Pastor Ron from twenty five years ago, and uh, and and some of the others there who were there and have went on in the right way to start their own ministries and everything else. Very fruitful ministry and a lot of duplication and reproduction, yes. like you're talking about. Yeah. And that's a, it's a joy to see that on the landscape that we observe. <laughs> yes. That is a joy to see. Now, thanks again for being with us. And, and uh, we'll, let's catch up again downrange. Uh, I'm sure we will on the field or on the podcast or somewhere. And thanks again for you and uh, you and your wife being with us uh, on the <clears throat> leadership moment. And uh, I'm Scott McClellan. Thanks for joining us. And uh, our engineers have done something of a wonder work 
on the road noise. No, it was a lot worse. Really. If you need to contact me or us, you can do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, have a good one. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters. 